Believe it or not. Strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. Unbelievable? Believe it. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Incomparable, inimitable, illimitable, inestimable, introducer of immeasurable, incalculable, incredible impossibility. Welcome to Ripley's Believe It or Not cast, the podcast that brings you deep into the strange, the bizarre, and the unusual. I'm Colton Cruz. I'm Steph DeStazio. If you're wondering where Brent and Ryan are, not to worry, they're off preparing for season two of Ripley's Believe It or Not cast. Jordi Orlando here as well. In the meantime, we're taking a closer look at the or not side of Ripley's Believe It or Not. This week, we're discussing the details of John Smith and Pocahontas' relationship. Were they lovers as Disney would have you believe, or were they even friends? So we're definitely all familiar with the story of the Native American princess falling in love with John Smith and saving him from execution at the hands of her father. John Smith indeed wrote in his book, General History of Virginia, that a young Indian put her own life in jeopardy twice in order to spare his. As for romance, however, she was too young for any of that. Pocahontas was born around 1596, meaning she was 11 years old by the time the English arrived to settle Jamestown. Yeah, she's definitely not 11 in the animated version that I am familiar with. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can't say what I want. She was, very... yeah, she was an 11-year-old girl, not a... Um, I, I don't, like, yeah, I don't yeah, know where she's... to go. The animation was too mature for an 11-year-old. She looked too mature. She was tall. And she was definitely looked more the age of John Smith yeah. in Ele- his character. 11-year-olds shouldn't be jumping from waterfalls. This anyways. is true. Or like canoeing this. with raccoons. Yeah. Hello. I don't know. That sounds like a fun 11-year-old life to me. But... <laughs> it's an adventurous one, that's for sure. But they should not be talking to strange Englishmen who come from hundreds of miles away. This is very true. Pocahontas was also just her nickname. It meant ill-behaved child or a playful one. So we already know that this girl was a rascal. Her name was Amanute, but she was also known privately as Matoka. Pocahontas' father was Chief Powhatan, and she was his favorite child. Powhatan was the chief among chiefs, ruling over 30 tribes in the area. It was actually his brother who captured John Smith and took the settler prisoner. In the Englishman's version of events, when Smith was captured, he was brought to the chief and his head placed on two stones, with warriors on standby to crush his skull. Only after Pocahontas ran forward and threw herself between them did Powhatan spare his life. Modern historians are less clear on what actually went down. Some scholars believe the execution was actually an Algonquin adoption ceremony, and that they never had any intention to kill Smith at all. So, so he thought they were going to kill them, but they were actually like, no, welcome to our family. Some historians think that, for sure. That's really Either way, that's a skewed version of the animated form that I'm used to. Yes. Oh, no, there's, you did there's, not want to adopt him in well, the animated version. There's this constant incentive for the English settlers, especially at this time, to talk about how dangerous Native Americans mm, were yes. and how deadly and like they were savage and all that. Because that led into this bigger narrative that not only could they mistreat them, but also they needed more supplies and more help from home, which they were always fighting for in Jamestown. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. So when Powhatan met Smith, he likely believed him to be a foreign chief and wanted to adopt him as a subordinate member of the tribe, viewing him as a son. The chief was dazzled by Smith's confidence and pocket compass. The two exchanged gifts, with Powhatan receiving two guns and a grindstone, while Smith was granted residence along the York River. That's a pretty good trade, it sounds <laughs> right? like. I'll right. take it. Ugh. I don't think I could buy a property today with uh, just two guns and a grindstone. Two guns and a grindstone. That would be nice. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. Housing markets have changed along the York River significantly. Right? Waterfront property? Are you kidding me? Absolutely. (laughs) 
Yeah, John Smith seemed to have it pretty good. He was coming. He got a new ho- a new home, maybe a new family. We don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> part not with chief. Pocahontas. No, no. You're right. <laughs> Pocahontas proved to be an exceptional woman among the native Algonquins. As a child, the English settlers didn't feel immediately threatened when she visited, and her status as Powhatan's favorite daughter meant she had much sway with the native people. She successfully led many native delegations between the Algonquin nation and the English, providing food and securing the release of many of their compatriots. Pocahontas quickly became a symbol of peace between her people and the settlers, but this wasn't just because of her diplomatic work. Eventually, tensions grew as food became scarce in Jamestown. They became desperate, threatening villagers if they wouldn't share their food. Smith notes that Powhatan was ready to attack the settlement, but Pocahontas stayed his hand in secret. Historians almost universally dispute this, however. Powhatan had already offered to supply more provisions, proving Smith's account to have likely been more political than factual. Yet another example here, I think, of, again, the English settlers trying to say that, oh, look at these really dangerous Native Americans. It's not our fault that we didn't plant food or... Secure supplies. Definitely not. Smear campaign against the Native Americans. But so far in this story, we're not too off the rails from the gilded version of history, besides the romance, of course, with the 11 year olds. After a gunpowder explosion in 1609 sent an injured John Smith back to England, things started to go much darker. By the time John Smith left, Pocahontas had reached marrying age, and it's believed she married a man named Cocoam. Cocoam was not a high ranking member of the Algonquin tribe, and little is actually known about him but some historians believe this marriage might have been purely a product of love. In 1613, however, Pocahontas was kidnapped by the English. Coquam was killed and the Indian princess was converted to Christianity. She was married to Englishman John Rolfe, bore him a son, then reunited briefly with John Smith before dying of a respiratory illness. So they could have been friends, Pocahontas and John Smith. They, they probably were friends of some sort, you know. I think the power dynamic in that relationship probably wasn't really, you know, equal, especially once she got nope. to England, but... Right, no, maybe when she was on her own turf and had sway over, you know, Whether her his fellow... head got bashed in. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... She was a symbol of peace. Her being baptized also gets picked up later by a lot of other people in America. She was printed on currency in this, like, beautiful Greco-Roman... Um, christening ceremony too and it's all about this whole thing of the the white settlers Mm. you know making these savage people more civilized and you know saving them this this kind of white man's burden kind of Mm. weird racist thing persisted with pocahontas as a symbol of a changed native for a long time Mm. so it's nice that she gets she gets like in a correct version of history she's Mm -hmm. a much stronger figure yeah so maybe that's why coco was so boring in the movies because they just didn't know anything about they didn't know anything about his just inclusion at all though i think is pretty impressive again talking about the disney story being kind of close in a way in a way besides her age she she was supposed to marry coco in the animated version but it seemed less of a product of love and more of a product of handsome mm. sturdy walls yes (laughs) (laughs) exactly so that part is Somewhat accurate. And she was a symbol of peace in the animated version as well, which it seems like she was in the true story. So there are parts of the story that seem factual. Either way, she's a strong woman. The Interim Notcast is produced by myself and Sabrina Seek. Our executive producer is Amanda Joyner, and special thanks go out to Brent and Ryan for letting us host while they're at work on Season 2. You can find more stories and other or-nots on our website, ripleys.com. 
And as always, if you enjoyed this episode of The Notcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. You can also leave a review for The Notcast on iTunes. And if you have comments, questions, or more or not ideas, email us at notcast at ripley's.com or tweet us at ripley's. Tune in next week when we learn the science behind lightning striking twice. So very cold up there. So far from island earth. We wanted just to join them. Since the moment of our birth. There's aliens in our midst. 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 This friend of mine, he was five years old. He dressed up in his sister's clothes. And his daddy got sick.